Who do you work for, really? Each one of us has a calling. Have you heard this before? Your workplace is your mission field, wherever that may be. You either work for him or work against him, but you work for someone. Who do you really work for? Is it your clients, your boss, your family, yourself, or your Lord? This isn't a trick question. There is a right answer. You're either all in or all out. Are you for him? I am. In fact, I work for him. Hey, Jim, who do you work for? I work for him. I work for Jesus Christ. I want to be your hands. Let me introduce you to the host of the I Work For Him show, Jim Brangenberg. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You've tuned into the I Work For Him radio show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. Take a minute and listen. I Work For Him, it's not a program that you sign up for. It's a mentality. It's a way of living. It's a permanent shift in your Christ-following paradigm. It's a revolution that's happening in the workplace, and it's about bringing the kingdom of God into places where the kingdom is is ignored. Keep in mind that your existence in your workplace, it's not by chance. It doesn't matter what you do or where you do it. Whether you're a pastor, a car mechanic, an attorney, a teacher, a mom, a used car salesperson, your work, it matters to God. And he expects you to be his representative in your workplace. And in your workplace, to recognize that that's your mission field. And in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Now, I know you've heard me say this tons and tons of times, but every day we need to be reminded that going to work is not just to draw paychecks so we can buy groceries. Going to work every day is an opportunity to be a light for Christ. Each day on the I Work For Him show, we try to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways to incorporate your faith into your workplace. I don't come to you as an expert. I don't come to you as somebody that's got this all figured out. I'm just one guy trying to live my life transparently so that you can maybe gain something in order to be an effective witness for Christ in your workplace. Our paradigm shift is described like this. Romans 12.2, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Welcome to the I Work Ram Zone. I hope you're never the same. Today, we've got two guys we've drug up all the way across the bay from Sarasota. We've got Doug Pohl and Don Light from Sarasota. They're C12 leaders. They're working with Christian business people all day long, trying to give them the tools to really lead a kingdom-focused business. Don Light, Doug Pohl, welcome to I Work For Him. Jim, God bless you, man. Thanks for the opportunity. What a privilege to be across the table from you. Well, Doug, I just never, ever expected our relationship to get to this point. It's kind of funny because you're the radio guy. <laughs> I'm not the radio guy. <laughs> Don, I, I know you don't know me that well, but hopefully Doug has said some nice things about me. But I I'm, have. I'm, I'm, you have a few. One. But you and, your dad, you, know, <laughs> <laughs> um, you and your dad have owned the C12 franchise in Sarasota, Bradenton area for how long? About 15 years. So a long time. Yes. Speak a little bit closer. Okay, to that. Be sure. Perfect. Okay. All right. So talk to me about, as you are, you guys are Christ-following C12 leaders, I want to hear just first for the audience, how is Jesus making a difference in your life today? That's mm. the most important question I'm going to ask today. How's he making an impact on your life? Don? Mm. Well, you know, probably one of the things that we promote with everybody that we're called to work for is learning to live a life that God can bless. And that starts with something we call living, learning to live a 23-hour day. <laughs> what we mean by that is starting your first hour of your day with the Lord. Now, that may seem like a big step for a lot of people and more time than they're willing to commit. But over the years, that is probably the, 
not probably, it is the most important thing I do every day. So, you know, John 15 talks all about it, abiding in Christ. Apart from that, we can truly do nothing. That's one of the great things. When, when Buck Jacobs was in the studio, Buck Jacobs is the founder of C12, a couple of months ago, we talked about that one hour because he, he just said, hey, we got 23-hour days because the first hour is the Lord's. And it's made, I heard that story 2008 or 2009, and since then, I have made sure that the first hour of every day, because I love that, because the end of the day was when I was doing my devotions, and I was always tired, and I was always exhausted, and I was praying in the morning in my car, but I wasn't taking the quiet time, mm-hmm. and I really had a, I was driving from here to Orlando, and so I had a lot of prayer time, but you can't read your Bible when you're driving on I-4, <laughs> but it made a big impact. Because it made a huge impact on Buck's life, and, and he has been discipling people forever. Doug, talk about how Christ is making an impact on your life today. You know, first and foremost, Jim, what comes to mind is the foundation that he's provided for me, which is peace. He's given me his instruction book, which I read every day, and to say, what does this look like to live out this Christian life? And what better place to turn daily than opening up his word and saying, here's how to do this every single day. And it's not just for me. I happen to be a dad of uh, four teenagers right now, and as I sit and go, <laughs> Lord, you. God help me, what do you do when you're looking at, from the perspective of being a father, being a husband, being a business leader, where do you go for advice? Where do you go to get the answers? Man, I love his word, and his word comes alive. I intake that, and it spills out over and through and in me. So I love it. It impacts me every single day. We're talking today with Doug Pohl and Don Light. There was C12 out of Sarasota. In fact, I think your website is C12 Southwest Florida. So how far does your territory go? Actually, we cover seven counties from Bradenton down to Naples. Oh, you already so, you cover yeah, Fort yeah. Myers and everything, too. Yeah, all the way down. Mm-hmm. Wow, I didn't realize you went that far south. All right, so if you want to find out more about these two guys, go online to c 12 swflorida.com. We're talking with Doug Pohl and Don Light. Guys, as you, you're C12 leaders today, but you didn't start off life that way. How did you come to know Christ? Doug, I know a little bit of your story. About five years ago, we first met. Four and a half years ago, mm-hmm. we first met. And I know that you come from the frozen tundra like me, which I like that about you. Because <laughs> we, we know can, snow. We know snow. And we uh, really appreciate it. Do you miss the snow and the cold? Um, let me think about it. No. Wow. <laughs> Not see, at all. See, I miss it every day. Really? I mean, like right now, just think about that cool breeze. It's like 50 degrees in Minneapolis today. You might wear a sweatshirt. Wow, would that feel good? Sorry, I just get caught up in minus fifty shovels. No, it's sleep. wonderful. Do I but need you're, to not remind sweat- you? you're not sweating, uh. are you? And not, and it never gets minus fifty anyway. Minus forty was a bit the coldest I ever felt in 1981 or 82. But that was or 78 or 79. It was cold. But anyway, talk to me about how you came to know Jesus Christ. I had the wonderful privilege of having a father who led me to Christ. And uh, when I came to Christ, I was a sixth generation Christian. So very rare, but when it comes down to it, having that opportunity to pray with my dad at the age of eight, the ripe old age of eight, so coming to know Christ early, uh, I was the middle son. So as a middle child, you probably know enough about uh, families and dynamics, and the middle kids are typically the black sheep. So uh, during high school, I fell away from Christ. Right before I went into college, I had the opportunity of my older brother really reeling me back in, and it was at a power team conference. And if you're familiar with Power Team, these guys, they come out on stage. They're breaking baseball bats, ripping phone books in half, and doing the whole thing. And I'm there as Mr. Macho Guy. I really didn't have much to do with Christian, you know, anything. Didn't want to go to church. Wasn't involved in Bible studies and was just kind of doing my own thing. 
my girlfriend happened to be there with me, who's now my wife. And uh, we're sitting in church because my older brother said, hey, these guys are coming to town and they do this macho stuff. They do karate. They're breaking bats. And I'm like, that sounds kind of great. So I went and John Jacobs up on stage begins to do all these great feats. And he says, hey, it's only by the power of Christ that we're able to do these things. And he began to put the challenge out there. And he said, there may be some of you here today who don't know Christ. And I'm like, oh, I know Christ, no problem there. Or there may be some of you who, uh, who maybe haven't been following Christ too closely lately. And I slunk in my chair a little bit and kind of got uncomfortable. And he got into it more and more and more. And he finally said, you know, if you're a man, you'll come up and talk to me about that if you need to recommit your life to Christ. And I'm sitting way at the back, and I'm sitting next to my girlfriend, and I didn't want to, you know, stand up and, and, you know, go forward. And it was like, man, he challenged my manhood. So I did, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, went forward, talked to John, rededicated my life to Christ, and I looked behind me, and guess who's following me? Your girlfriend. She's now your wife. She's coming right along with me, man. So same time, uh, we recommitted our lives to Christ, and we went on a five-year journey together and studied every single week for five years God's Word and really got our foundation in Christianity in my early 20s. And so was it five years later than you got married? It was about five years later. Yeah, yeah, we had been dating for about a year, and uh, we got engaged and then— Continued on our Bible study trail, and uh, we got married in 1991. Nice. Awesome. Congratulations. Don, now talk to me about you. When? How did you... You've got a dad who's been a C12 leader for 15 years. You have not been associated with C12 that whole time, though, have you? No, only the last five years. Only the last five mm-hmm. years. So how did you come to know Christ? Well, gosh, I don't know if we have enough time to tell you the whole we story. We've, <laughs> got, you know, we've got 30 <laughs> well, minutes Well, I'll just so. to hit the highlights. But no, it probably goes back to when I was 12 years old. Uh, my father was one of six, and he was probably the proverbial prodigal son. Uh, didn't know the Lord, but had praying parents and some praying sisters. In fact, my dad was on their impossible prayer list. <laughs> you know, if, if if anyone's impossible to, to come to Christ, it was my dad. Well, God intervened in a mighty way, and really from the transformation of what I saw in my father's life. I mean, that's it's what people see in other people, and uh, that's when I really knew God was real. Uh, I saw a major transformation in my father, and I accepted Christ. I uh, grew up in Omaha, Nebraska, born in Lincoln, and... Uh, my dad actually sold his automobile dealership to take a year off just to get to know the Lord better. <laughs> and that's when I really saw Well, it's hard to that. do it when you're selling used cars, so I'll tell you that much. I know that for sure. <laughs> but the story goes, you know, they sold a car to a pastor who ended up leading him to Christ. And so that was my first exposure. But I will say um, I, we moved to Florida in 1982. I was a freshman in high school. And honestly, I kind of fell away from the Lord during those years. And it wasn't until after my first year in college that— um, I had a faithful brother uh, who was always trying to share the Christ with me. He was my Sunday school teacher at church, and uh, you know, I wasn't living for the Lord. And I used to always tell my friend Dave, Dave, you know, I, I believe in God, but I'm just not ready for it. It was it was like Satan had a chain around my neck, and I mm-hmm. couldn't break free. And I remember just sharing with Dave, Dave, I don't know what it's going to take. I don't know if it's going to take a major car accident for God to get my attention or what, but just pray for me. And he was always faithful to do that. And so God used him in a mighty way at the end of my first year in college. I won't go into all the details, but um, he was involved in my life instrumentally and uh, even uh, kind of had a word from the Lord for me that he, t- he told me, Donnie, I don't know if God gives last chances or not, but he wanted me to tell you if you're ever going to get your life right with Christ, now's the time to do it. And uh, boy, that is not what I wanted to hear coming after my first year of college, coming home for the summer and I had big plans and, you know, Coming back to the Lord was not on the list. 
but praise God, I did. I went to an event the next evening and surrendered my life to Christ, and it hasn't been the same since at 19 years old. That's awesome. That is so awesome. It's incredible. You, uh, dis- you're right about seeing that miraculous work in somebody else, and all of a sudden you realize, wow, okay, if God can do— I know what they were like before Jesus. They're claiming the credit. This is what Jesus did in their lives. Yeah, I want some of that. And it, it's that, that's good. And that's really the example of people like, well, I could worry about I got to be a big evangelist in my workplace. And no, no, no. If Christ is working in your life, you're going to have an opportunity to explain to people why you're so different because of that miraculous work. Now, neither of you guys have been C12 leaders all your life. You were business people. Dog, your business background, I know you have radio in your background, and then you've done fundraising and golf tournaments for fundraising for the last several years. What else is in your business background that led you to become a C12 leader today? Uh, leadership and executive coaching. So when okay. uh, you and I met, there was that the golf marathons and having a lot of fun. Florida's golf, 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 as you know. And uh, coming out no, of the I, radio industry. I'm too industry, busy to play golf. <laughs> I was too. I did play on Saturday. That's nice. So we got to get out sometime. Yeah, we do. <laughs> uh, but in, in that whole arena of um, getting in and, and uh, doing some of that, the fundraising piece, the golf stuff, loved getting out there on the golf courses. But at that same time, starting the Doug Pole Group was a company that I began after the radio ministry and uh, Sarasota was home to WSMR radio ministry. We had run that for about 15 years, then started Doug Pole Group, which was a leadership and executive coaching and doing some of the work with the nonprofit groups. So the last five years have literally been working with executives and CEOs and businesses, building strategy for their companies, helping their leaders develop from point A to point B. Um, taking leaders and their teams and helping them along the path, saying, we're here, we want to get to here. Uh, So that's been a large part of my last five years in developing my leadership acumen, uh, becoming a master strengths coach. So if you're familiar with StrengthsFinder, becoming a coach. I am because you gave that test to me so I could learn about it. (laughs) There you go. So in that arena, he's got got a number of strengths. I've got the scanned copy of it all. Dom, what about you? What was your business background before you got to C12? Prior to C12, I was in real estate for 20 years. And, um, commercial or residential? Re- residential, primarily. In fact, I was uh, prior to C12, I was a vice president of a publicly traded national home builder. And uh, really, uh, you know, the way God brought me into C12 uh, really kind of started initially in my quiet time, which we talked about before. I really felt like God was preparing me for some changes. In fact, I started writing them down or writing that down in my journal that I just sensed God was preparing me for some change. I didn't know what they were. I mean, C12 wasn't even on my radar at that time. I understand and, that. And, uh, you know, I got to the point where um, I remember reading, I think it was something that Buck Jacobs, founder of C12, published. And uh, it was one of his books that he wrote. And I read the statement uh, about, we've all heard before, is Jesus Christ, Lord and Savior. And, you know, for most of us, we'll all say, oh, yeah, he's my Savior. We all want the fire insurance. But is he really Lord of your life? And I really had to take... Take, take stock at that point because truth be said I think my hand was back on the rudder I was still ultimately controlling what I was doing in life and uh, so that was kind of when things really changed alright we're talking today with Doug Pohl and Don Light about C12 they've got the website C12 Southwest Florida that's C12SWFlorida.com alright so how did you become why did you become a C12 leader now Don your dad was already a C12 leader for a decade before you decided to do this but you didn't have to. Why did you decide to do it? 
well, as I was mentioning before, before the break, uh, you know, I really got to a point. I was working for a publicly traded company, home builder. Obviously, in 2008, 2009, that Great was not the to be best building time. Homes. So, Fantastic. Yeah, God, God was definitely preparing me for some changes. And as I mentioned before, you know, I struggled with that statement as Jesus Christ, Lord and Savior. He was definitely my Savior, but was he truly my Lord? And up until that point, I had kind of been, you know, I, was, I don't want to pat myself on the back, but... We, you know, I had a successful marriage. We had six beautiful kids. Six I was kids. a deacon in, in my church, taught a Sunday school class for 15 years. I mean, we were looked to as kind of a model family. But but as I mentioned before, I felt like, is, is Christ really Lord? If he's only Lord of your life on Sunday mornings and maybe a Wednesday night service or midweek service, and he's not Lord Monday through Friday, well, then is he really Lord at all? And I really struggled with that. And uh, so... You know, just through God's providence and working on me, I decided, I came to the conclusion, God, you know, I want to spend the second half of my life doing what you want me to do. Uh, I don't want to keep my hand on the rudder anymore. And so just through God's providence, he slowly uh, brought it into mind with C12. Uh, my dad had been working it for about nine years prior to that. And um, so here we are today. <laughs> so I started uh, with him in early 2010. And it's been a great blessing. Really significantly impacted my life as well as many others that I work with. Now, the C12 group's available all over Tampa Bay. But in, in your group, you've got, do you have groups in what cities south of the Bay? Yeah, we have groups uh, in Sarasota, Bradenton, and down in the Fort Myers, Naples area. Okay. All right. Because th- this show reaches all the way to North Fort Myers. So maybe, some, and the weather's perfect today. It might be all, all the way into Fort Myers. So you've got, I, we're going to talk about the specifics of, of C12. Let's just, but you've got an event coming up. I really want to talk about because this is an event. Is it open to just prospective C12 people or is it open to business people all over the place? Tell me about it. Uh, well, it's really open to anybody who, you know, it's, it's really, uh, God's word tells us my people perish for a lack of knowledge. And so we really want all Christian business owners, leaders, president, it doesn't matter who you are, just to understand what your rights are in the marketplace with respect to faith. So we really believe in the culture that we're living in now. Christians are those who are trying to glorify God through their work, through their business. They're going to be targeted more and more. And so, you know, when people don't know, they give way to fear. And so really the whole idea of this uh, workshop or seminar is really just to educate people, understanding what your rights are. Uh, according to Title Seven, So we're bringing in Brad Dacus from the Pacific Justice Institute to give about a two-and-a-half-hour talk on kind of on the defensive side of the, the ball, so to speak. You know, these are the things that you need to have in place and to protect yourself. Uh, and then we'll move on to the offensive side. And, hey, these, by the way, these are the things that, you know, according to Title Seven, you fully can do and don't be ashamed to. And then we'll field some questions and answers as well. Well, and this is important information also for pastors and leaders of churches, Absolutely. because that's something that a lot of pastors and churches think that, that well, we're okay because we're a church. But that's not, yeah, that's right. That is not true <laughs> Cue up the anymore. buzzer. In fact, right. that is, the, yeah, there's no buzzer. You're right. You had to do the right buzzer. Um, that is something that I think that's where the battle's coming, because they're going to take it to the churches now. Nonprofits as well, Jim. Right. Churches fit into that, but nonprofits as well. So for-profit and nonprofit, and it really is an opportunity for you to come and be educated. Right. There's nothing Listen, like a good education. Hey, and I imagine, so it's Friday, October 23rd mm-hmm. from 830 to 1130 at the Lakewood Ranch campus of the SCF Auditorium. What's SCF stand for? State, State College, College of Florida. Florida. Got it. State College. I knew that. I was just testing you guys. Make sure you knew. So the State College of Florida Auditorium on the Lakewood Ranch campus on Professional Parkway. 
Just off of 75. Yeah, just off of 75. Yep, in university. That's like exit 13, 213, isn't it? Correct. Correct. Yeah, okay. See, I know my exits. There's a big mall there for you ladies that are listening. <laughs> you all know it. I don't know what that mall is called. Like the University Mall, isn't it? UTC. University Town University Center. University Town Center. I have not gone there yet. I have successfully avoided it for an entire year. <laughs> yeah, so that's pretty man. good. All right. So the speaker attorney, Brad, Brad Dacus, uh, $49. Uh, no, the early bird. Are you, will you give away an early bird registration today if somebody calls in to your assistant? I mean, I know it says it was only tell you up what, to Just 10-4. for you, Jim, if they tell us, if they reference the radio. If they ref- reference the radio show, radio you can show get the early yeah. bird <laughs> registration. All right. So you can call Terry Burnside. She must be one of your assistants. Uh, C-12 Correct. executive assistant, 941 1397 or you can email somebody email terry at c12swflorida at c12group.com all right and so more information you had like a link on the website too if they just go to your website uh c12sw florida it's on there too right, right there on the banner as you come to the homepage c12swflorida.com it's got information there you can click on that it'll bring you to the registration page it's got a little video link for you as well to look at and get a better idea what that's all about you know so if you're an, a business owner down in Manatee County down in Sarasota Bradenton Lakewood Ranch this would be a great opportunity for you to understand your rights in a workplace and to meet some guys from C12 so you can find out more about C12 because here's what I can guarantee you about C12 if you as a business owner were to join C12 you are business will never be the same again and it will you will it'll start to improve just by the mere fact that you're going to be surrounded by other like-minded Christ followers in business who are also working on learning how to incorporate their faith into their workplace and all in all trying to glorify God with what they do each and every day C12 is great about that so find out more about this this uh, great event coming up on October the 23rd, which is just a couple of weeks away. It's about 10 days away, as a matter of fact. Let's see that today's the 12th. Mm-hmm. Okay, so 11 Week days away. Mm-hmm. All right, 1130 to, uh, 830 to 1130 at the SCF Auditorium, which, what was that? State College, State College of Florida. Just check and make sure you guys knew. <laughs> and you get an opportunity to go onto their website, c12swflorida.com, and register. And make sure you put in the little comments that you heard about it right here on I Work For Him. All right, anything else you want to say about that, Doug or Don? Excited for you to come. Thanks for the opportunity to share it, and you will be blessed. Uh, Brad shared just a few minutes with us as we were preparing for his coming, and he said, boy, there are so many cases and questions right now that are on the forefront. So talk about relevance and timing and stop hiding behind the window shades as a Christian to say, what can we do? What should we be able to do? And knowing your rights as a believer in the workplace today, critical, gang. If you're a business owner or an employee, a nonprofit, please come and find out more. Yeah, don't underestimate the diligence of the enemy to destroy Christ followers in business. There's a lot of people out there going, well, that'll never happen to me. <laughs> yes, it will. Uh, I believe that before we all get, you know, we're all in our late 40s, early 50s, maybe. And I believe before we're old, because that's not old, you young people listening. Uh, before we're old, people, Christians, will be persecuted in this country. A- abs- we'll be on the run. And and that's okay, because I, I think it's going to cause a lot of people to come to faith in Christ because they're going to be able to see the miraculous work of Jesus in our lives. Mm-hmm. All right, so talk to me about how did you learn, Doug, that your faith applied to your workplace? What was, what was the event in your life that caused you to recognize that? Mm, faith in the workplace, really, for me, it came to— um, ahead because of being in the Christian ministry so long, that was just part of my DNA. When I started my own company, I had the opportunity to build a foundation, and a lot of it came through the documentation in my contracts. 
And as I began to look at that and saying, what's going to be the platform for my coaching with executives? I'm going to have Christians and non-Christians. Man, I'll tell you what, as you get to meet one-on-one with unbelievers in the marketplace, here's what we do, gang. And I walk through the document with them, share with them about my faith and have that opportunity. Thumbs up, man. Gentlemen, as we talk about C12, and, and, and some people have heard that. I've talked about it on my show at least a dozen times in the last two and a half years. Don, when you became a C12 chair, your dad had been doing it for a decade already. What's the best part for you as being a C12 chair? Mm, wow. <laughs> That's hard to summarize. I, I would say, you know, some of the people that I meet in C12, primarily the mender, members, are just some of the salt of the earth type people. I mean, they just get it. They recognize that uh, life is more than just fill in their pockets. I mean, it's about uh, relationships and sharing the love of Christ uh, with the platform that they've been given. And so it's just really inspiring to see people that are focused on that. And C12, what I probably love most about my involvement with C12, it keeps us focused on the eternal perspective. It's so easy for us to kind of forget that. I mean, our life is just but a vapor and a blip. And everything that we do here on this short little time and have direct impact on how we spend and live in eternity. And so, you know, going to a C12 meeting once a month is like getting a front-end alignment spiritually mm, <laughs> for I me. Agree. And it just keeps us, fo- everything that we do is focused on the eternal perspective. That, that's a cool thing. We, know, we were talking on Friday's show about, I have no idea, oh, we we're reading a, a chapter from Isaiah about how God's thoughts are higher than our thoughts and as high as the heavens are from the earth. And talking about the fact that when Isaiah wrote that, he had no idea how far the heavens were. Mm. You know, and we know that they go at least a billion light years in one direction and a billion light years in the other direction. And the time it would take us to get there would, you know, take a billion light years, which is how many years. And that is still just a blip in, right. in, compared to eternity. Right. Try, if you want to really mess with your mind, there you go. <laughs> just try to put that one in perspective. But when you you look at your impact with business owners, Doug, you made this decision when I got this immediate release back on March the 4th, 2015. Mm-hmm. Doug Paul, he's joining the C12 group. I'm like, fan-stinking-tastic. That was a big decision for you, though. Yeah, praise the Lord. And it was a process, for sure. Uh, it was not an overnight decision. Uh, C12 vets chairs like Don and I, I had never been vetted like that before. Going through, it was about six different interviews. You go through personal finances. You go through business performers. I mean, you really go through an extensive process. And I was at the verge of going, Lord, is this really what you want me to do? And putting that out there before the Lord, Jim, he's spoken in four different areas of my life, through prayer, through circumstances, through other people, and through his word. Four areas I needed really clear confirmation. Because I'm German and Dutch, and you know what that means. It's like... My kids call Dull. me. My kids call me Dull Captain stubborn. Obvious. Stubborn, <laughs> stubborn, Captain Obvious. Did you get the message yet, Doug? I think. Well, no. no. Okay. Here's the second place. Here's the third place. Here's the fourth place. God confirmed it in a matter. It was over four month period of time in four different areas that I can look back on and say, "Thank you, Lord. You've made this clear." And sitting next to a guy I just love like my brother, as he has put us together for such a time to build C12, to raise awareness, to invite in other companies who say, can you really do that? Take your faith and take your business and bring those together and integrate those? You mean I can do that at my workplace? I'm about making a profit. Absolutely. We want to make you successful in business. 
But don't forget, God's given you a platform for ministry well, and, like no other. And what you're saying is like, can we really do this? Can we really bring our faith in our workplace? The unfortunate part is 60 years ago, 70 years ago, that conversation never happened because it just came natural. Over mm. the last 50 years, we've done this whole sacred versus secular. There should be echo there. Sacred versus yeah. secular. Lar, 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 lar. I mean, right. seriously. But it was totally anti-scriptural. I mean, the Reformation 500 years ago was about eliminating the sacred versus secular. And we spent 500 years going backwards and ended up in the exact same place that Martin Luther was fighting against the Catholic Church mm. 500 years ago. So, it, but it's unfortunate is that the, the churches, did either of you go to a church where when you walk away on Sunday, they've told you, hey, your faith in your workplace, it matters. They, they, did they help you connect those dots from mm. the pulpit? I'd have to say over the years, that's been a, a lack. There's been a gap there on how to do that. And not from the lack of trying, but I think just from a lack of experience. Uh, there's not many who come from the corporate culture and stand in the pulpit and say, hey, by the way, this is what I used to do. This is what I do now. You get those who come out of theological training, out of school, and come into and have that experience in the church background. But man, I'll tell you what, with only 20% of people in in uh, Southwest Florida who go to church, your business becomes a ministry platform and eight out of 10 people aren't going to church. What does that look like for your business, which potentially represents thousands of people underneath your business umbrella for you to bring in that ministry into the marketplace? That excites Don and I's heart, it's where it's huge... our hearts beat out of our chest to go, wow, now we're talking, Jim. It's a huge, huge opportunity. When you say those numbers, and the numbers are the same all across Tampa Bay, it's 80% of the people don't go to church. You know, whereas you and I grew up in the Midwest, where on Sunday, 80% of the people went to church. Not exactly. only, but it only affected about 10% of those people, but they still went to church. Yeah. So at least they had a chance. But down here, they're like, no, I, I, why? Why would I go? It's irrelevant to me. That's why it's so important we bring our faith into our workplace. Don, when you, so from the pulpit, did you ever hear those sermons that were in, that connected no, it for you? No, no, unfortunately not. We were in a great church, you know, a God-fearing church, but no, we really didn't. And that's really the unique niche that we try and communicate through C12 is if God has blessed you with a business, he's called you that your stewardship of that business is no less holy than that of your local church pastor or missionary or anyone for that matter that is is, is right. kind of our icons of faith. Why do I say that? Because God says, I am no respecter of persons. And so, you know, if you own a business and you're dealing with uh, employees and customers, vendors, suppliers, uh, you're dealing with people, a, a great percentage of them will just frankly never darken the door of a church because of past experiences or the hypocrisy that they see. But you have the opportunity to share the love of Christ with them day in and day out through the products and services that you offer. And that's that's what we're really about. We're about building great businesses, but our tagline is build great businesses for greater purposes. I love that. Build greater businesses for greater purposes. So C12 is about impacting business owners, business leaders. How many groups do you guys have down there in Southwest Florida? I mean, from Sarasota, that's Southwest, and they go all the way south to North, Fort Myers and Naples, so three hours, you know, two and a half hours from there. How many groups do you guys have? Well, presently we have eight in eight the Sarasota, groups. Bradenton, okay. and then two down in the Naples area. But God's given me a, a large vision. He you always know, gives you something bigger than yourself. a lot of space yourself. in between there to fill out, do. don't we you? We do, yeah. My vision includes probably four or five guys like, like me and Doug. So if you're listening today, God's 
speak into your heart, look us up. Give us a call. We'd love to chat with you. And if you can't figure out them, just look me up. Jim at iWorkForHim.com. I'll connect you with these guys. Jim at iWork, the number for him.com. All right, so C12 impacts business owners. Give me some of the ideas. You're asking people, let's make it clear. You ask people not only to give up a day a month from 9 to 4 for a C12 meeting, but it also costs some money. Mm Mm-hmm. But I've talked to C12 leaders. In fact, I talked to a local nonprofit organization, and that person said to me, the largest and most generous people in Tampa Bay are members of C12. Hmm. So that says there is something you guys didn't know. You can use that in your future (laughs) advertising. How are you guys, what does the day look like? How does it impact people? What are some of the things you are doing with those business owners and business leaders? Just give me a couple of things. We'll start typically getting your noodles moving with a devotional, and we zero in on what God might have for you, where your treasure is, there your heart is. That was last month's devotional thought. And we walk through 20, 25 minutes of going, hmm, what does that look like? How does your checkbook look this past month? Hmm, where am I writing checks? What's going on? Where's my giving? And does that reflect where my heart is at? Then we move into the business segment and saying, we're all about helping grow your bottom line Absolutely. If you can't be profitable, how are you ever going to give money away to those, you know, ministries that God wants you to give to? You got to be profitable. And that's where C12 companies, number one reason they join, improve their business, improve their bottom line. So we have a business segment, Harvard level business material that we share. And when he says that, they're not bragging. I've read this material. It is master's level at a minimum, but yet it's easy to understand, but it is chock full of monstrously incredibly important information they're not bragging i'm telling you these guys aren't paying to be on the show these guys this is the real deal and if you're a business leader or a business owner you should be in c12 all right so that's one of the groups now that's one that's part of the part of the day don what talked about some of the other parts of the day i mean you're eating and you get coffee i mean that's a given yeah well it's, it's really an opportunity for a business owner to take one day of the month you know, if you look at your, your normal work week, it's less than 2% of your time during the month to work on yourself and work on the business as opposed to in the business. Right, so which yeah, is something as, that as most the, business leaders really yeah. struggle with. They're yeah. always working in. They're never working on. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So so it's it's really about, as Doug mentioned, we do start each day with a brief uh, devotion and prayer, but we look at a best business practice from a biblical perspective. We also look at how you can practically use your business as a platform for ministry. Uh, in the afternoon, we have advice and counsel. You know, the word tells us over and over in the multitude of counselors, there is wisdom. And so, you know, multiple people are going through all kinds of challenges and issues in their business. Uh, It's just nice to see. I could not manufacture what God does Mm. around a C12 table. You know, we have guys coming, guys and gals coming from different backgrounds, different education levels, different businesses. God always uses someone around that table to speak specifically across the table to someone who's hurting or someone who desperately needs some answers. And so it's neat to see how God uses that. Uh, My favorite probably part of the day is the core business presentation where Mm -hmm. a member will present their business to 11 other successful business owners who don't have a vested stake in their business. So they can tell you what you need to hear. It's not always what you want to hear, (laughs) you know, but it's what you need to hear. And sometimes it hits you pretty hard. Uh, and we pray that they come back the following month. But It's like making a board presentation. I mean, you're making a presentation to the board of directors right. and the C12. Advisory board. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, that that I mean, you mentioned earlier we are a fee for a, a service business, but we, we give a money-back guarantee. If you feel after a year's experience with C12, if you, if you don't feel that you've gotten full value, we'll write you a check for 100% of what you paid into it. 
And, you know, I've had members over and over tell me, man, that one idea or that when, when Jim spoke that word to me, that saved my business enough to pay for 10 years worth of C12 dues. And so, and it's not just business, it's family and relationships and marriage. Right it's on. living a life that's balanced is a life that, that the Lord can bless. It's hard to add anything to that, so I, I won't. What's one thing, Doug, you want listeners to hear about the benefit of C12? One of the things that comes to mind thinking about that is don't wait. I was a member of C12 for eight years before I became a chairman and now have had the opportunity to speak with dozens and dozens of CEOs, business owners, and executives. And the thing you hear over and over again, you mentioned it earlier, Jim, they're just busy, right? They're busy. Wow, I can't make it to a meeting. I can't get there. The thing I hear over and over again is why did I wait so long? Why did I wait so long to get into C12? Because once you understand and see and you're a part of that roundtable of executives and your peers that are, have got your best in mind, they've got your back, your wise counsel that's there, you'll be going, oh my goodness, why did I wait so long to join C12? So that would be my word for you today is don't wait. Jump in and get the experience. We're talking today with Doug Pohl and Don Light about C12 and the impact it's made on their lives and on the lives of the Christian business owners and Christian leaders in Sarasota, Bradenton, all the way south to Naples. Gentlemen, as you, we've got a minute left. Talk about what's one thing you want people to hear, Don, about C12 and why they should check it out online. Well, in the limited time, I would say, you know, think about what the Bible says in Corinthians about what's referenced as the beam of judgment seat of Christ. It says, let a man examine how he builds. And so I guess I would just say, examine your life. What are you building with? Are you building with wood, hay, and stubble? Or are you truly building your life, your business, your relationships, the, the things God's calling you to steward? Are, are you building with gold, silver, and precious gems? Those are the things that will make it through the refiner's fire. The Bible says that, you know, each man's work will be tested by fire, and some will suffer great loss. I, I don't know about you, but I don't like any loss. And so we really need to examine what we're building with. And uh, so only those things that have done for Christ will last. And so that, that would be my message of encouragement is just examine yourself. What are you building with? Wood, hay, and stubble or gold, silver, and precious gems? You mentioned that money-back guarantee after somebody's tried out C12 for a year. Did your dad ever have anybody take him up on it? Not yet. No, nope. I didn't think so. <laughs> Pretty incredible. Doug, you got 15 seconds. Tell me, what's one thing you want people to hear right now? You're lonely, you're playing ping pong in your head, you're thinking there's nobody else out there who can help you with your business, you're wrong. C12SWFlorida.com, we'd love to come alongside you and bless you and help you and pray for you and watch your business grow. C12SWFlorida.com, thank you gentlemen. As we come to the end of another I Work For Him show, hey, thanks to our show sponsors, Most Insurance. Find them online at MostINS.com. Thanks so much to Bel Air Wealth Management. Find them online at BelAirWealthManagement.com and to Crown College crown.edu forward slash radio. And when you get home tonight, please go out to iWorkForHim.com, click on the I Work For Him Nation tab, and join the I Work For Him Nation and start transforming your workplace through prayer starting tomorrow. Start praying for your coworkers and employees by name each and every day. Hey, based on today's discussion about C12 and the impact on business leaders and business owners, what did you learn today about how we can take this city for Jesus Christ? What did you learn?
You know, we learned today that our faith can impact our workplace because we're there. As representatives of Jesus Christ in our workplace, that is our church. That is our mission field, our opportunity to stand up for Christ. And each and every day, we need to take that mission seriously because understand there's an epic battle for the souls of our coworkers and employees. I ask you to join the I Work For Him Nation, not because it'll make me feel good, but because that commitment to start praying for your coworkers and employees by name each and every day, it's going to transform your heart. It's going to open up opportunities for you to be a light for Christ in that workplace like you've never seen before. Go out to iWorkForHim.com and click on the I Work For Him Nation flag and join because you want to see people come to Christ. And as Doug and Don both said, 80% of those people aren't going to church. You're the only Jesus they may ever meet. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower, and I own my own business, but ultimately, I work for Him. For Him.